Welcome to the Pro Formula Podcast. I'm your host, Tarek Shabazz, and our podcast is all about helping professionals find that formula to success. And so I am super excited to be here and introduce you all to my guest today, uh, Miss Lisa Williams with It's, it's Simply Digital. Lisa and I go back and, and we were just catching up, but I'm so excited to see you. Lisa, how you been? Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, what you been up to these days? Every time I look up, I'm like, Lisa's got, she's moving and shaking and shaking and moving. Going on, right? Yeah, you do. Absolutely. What you been up to? Um, I'm growing a business. Uh, it's a digital marketing, content marketing agency. And this you don't know because I haven't told you yet, but we also are building a whole nother brand called the Toke Agency. I liked it. You were telling, I, I did talk to you oh, okay. about okay. some cannabis. And um, so that's going to really be specialized for the cannabis industry. Okay. And we're almost ready to launch that. But It's Simply Digital is a digital content marketing agency. We help small businesses and entrepreneurs uh, grow their business digitally with content, whether it's social media, blogs, newsletters, Anything that they need content for, graphics, but we don't just give them the strategy. We also implement it nice. for them. Nice. Yeah. Now, last time I saw you, you were, you were marketing, you were you were working in, in that field, yeah. and then you, you stepped out on your own. How has it been since you stepped out on your own, and, and now you, you're no longer under the cover of a salary, but you're now kind of your own uh, proprietor? What's that like? Scary and exciting all at the same time. Um, you know, you... Let me back up and say, just because you have a job with an employer doesn't guarantee you security. But people yeah. have this perception that it guarantees you security. Somehow you think, oh, I have this nine to five job and it's somehow going to provide me a paycheck every couple of weeks. That's right. And so you're scared to jump off that platform into entrepreneurship. Because you're like, oh, well, then it's all on me. But shouldn't it be all on you? I want to talk to you about that because I know we've got some moonlighters. We got some entrepreneurs who are <laughs> entrepreneurs in the in, in at night, but during the day they're working their nine to five job, and Absolutely. and it's hard. You know, when you're when you're in that situation where you're trying to grow a business, can you serve two masters? Can you do that successfully? I did it. I worked full time at a, a digital marketing agency. It was a boutique marketing agency. Okay. And I worked full time and in the evenings and on the weekends, I busted my ass working for my own business. And yes, you can. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of time and a lot of energy. Basically, I had no social life because that's what I was doing. Yeah. Now, when you're building your business, but you're still working at your full time job, I think sometimes people get caught up on like, but I, I need the security or I got a family that I've got to provide for. And it's hard when you're on your own and you got to eat what you kill. And, and that's the only thing that you're coming in. That's the only thing that's bringing in. How did you say, you know what? I'm betting on Lisa. I know I can do this. I know I've got the talent to do it on my own. Talk to me about that journey that got you to that point where you said, I'm going to jump off the porch and I'm going to do this full time. Well, I kind of didn't have a choice. <laughs> uh, COVID hit, the pandemic hit. Yeah. The agency that I was working for was um, under, you know, financial resource crushing. You know, people were leaving the agency and it just was impacting their rev, their revenue. And I got let go. 
And I had already started that side hustle. Let me tell you a little story. Yeah, let me hear it. The night before I got let go, I was talking to a friend on the phone. And now, mind you, I'm spending, I've spent like the last seven, eight, nine months prior to that building my side hustle. Okay. And I said to my friend, I really wish I could just work full time on my side hustle. Mm -hmm. The universe heard that. The universe was like, you said you wanted it. I got it. I got it. I'm <laughs> handing it to you. So I walk in the next day to go meet with my boss at the time. And, you know, we had a really great relationship. And I did not take it personally. It was just the stars were aligning. The universe was speaking to me. And I just said, okay, I'm going to take this and run with it. And, you know, it, it's this rocky roller coaster. You don't know sometimes. I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay my mortgage at times. Mm. Honestly, that's the honest truth. But then you you just you make it work. And I think I'm a really big believer in manifestation. And I'm a really big believer in thinking things into existence. There you go. And I just kept believing in myself because nobody else is going to come save you. Nobody's here walking in the door with like, hey, Lisa, this is what you need to do. I mean, you're going to have to save yourself. And I, that that was just that was the the catalyst is I got let go. <laughs> One of my favorite books is uh, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, and it's just like it's going to change your mind. If you haven't read that book, you need to read As a Man Thinketh because during that in that book, it really says you're the gardener of your own life. The yeah. way that you think is really going to materialize and it's going to manifest where that is. Talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, because here you are one day saying. I really want to do my business full time. And then the next day, the universe said, oh, I heard you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, you let me do your own give job? it to you. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about that book because yeah. it's so deep and so spiritual. And I, I had to read the, the same paragraph like four or five times because it's so, it's it's really a different way of thinking. Absolutely. And, and, and I just would say this, we're sometimes programmed to with our thoughts, you know, like based on your socioeconomics. The way that you were raised, what community that you were brought up in. There's certain people that have certain belief systems and it's like, I can't go past that belief system. Um, talk to us how you, a little bit about how you use that book to help you um, manifest or increase your thoughts. That book and many others, but you have to unlearn what you've learned. Stop. You have to be willing to unlearn. Yeah. And it's so hard, Tark. Okay. Like you just said, our social economics are upbringing, whether we go to church, whether we, what education we get, yeah. who we surround ourselves with, who our parents are, who raised us, who our friends are, who our family is, all that impacts your beliefs yeah. and your experiences. And you take these beliefs and these experiences as truth. Yeah, man. I, just, just quickly to that, my father, you know, he, he, I love my dad and I'm so proud of him. He's actually my hero. He's 81. Uh, he'll be 81, God willing, in September. And, um, he grew up in that era, that baby boomer generation that is like, it's all about work. And so there, his life was built on stability. Right. He had a family. His thing was like, I want to have a check. His house is paid off out there in Longview, Texas. He's right about two hours up the road. We're in Dream Studio right now out here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, but he, he kind of instilled, man, you got to get a good job. He got a pension. He actually retired from the Air Force. He did 20 years with the Air Force. He got uh, 20 plus years with the Air Force. Then he went on and worked uh, 20 plus years in the post office. And so he's got a retirement. He's living off his retirement. But I've seen that that isn't the model any longer. There's no longer any pensions that are coming there for us. No. So for someone like me, 
I, I was raised get up and go to work. And my dad had so much PTO. Shout out pops. He never called. He never called in. But um, my father, when he retired, he had like another two years of PTO. Okay, let's talk about yeah. Let's let's, the, do let, be, let's unpack all of this because yeah. I also was raised of you got to go to get an education and you got to get a job and you need to save for retirement and then you need to get married and buy the house and have the like, two point five kids and get the dog. <laughs> two point five kids, not three, you're not two, but we two, need two and a half. <laughs> and um, and then you save your whole life yeah. for when you're sixty five or seventy. And then you get to go enjoy all that money that you saved for. But now you're 65 or 70, so your body is starting to... Health is declining. Yes. Your mind, your energy level, everything. I I mean, I know... I'm going to take my stepdad, for example, who has a a very nice nest egg. Okay. And he's in his mid-80s. And he is unfortunately in a home with Alzheimer's and doesn't get to enjoy the money that he has to go spend, his money is being provided for him to live in this facility. So my thought process is you have to enjoy the money when you're young enough to enjoy it. I'm reading this book called Die With Zero. It's a total different philosophy, a total different way of thinking. And I know everyone's going to go, but what about the kids? And what about retirement? And what about saving for when I'm old? Yes, you do that. But you also enjoy your life while you're young enough to enjoy it. I've spent the last three years traveling all over and doing things that I want to do now that I have the the body and the stamina and the energy to do it mm. that that I get to enjoy. I've paddleboarded, I've surfed, I've skied, I scuba dive. I hike, I bike, I do anything and everything that I can do physically that will push me outside of my boundaries so that I can enjoy life. I don't want to get to the end and go, this is all, this is it. I want to take all these experiences and mash them all up and go, this is living. Now, I want to I want to ask you that. I, I, I think that book, I'm going to pick it up, Die With Zero. Um, when you said that, I immediately like, Clinched up. Like, what you mean? That was you. Like, I, I need to have some money in my bank and I need to, I need to have that. You can't that. take it with you. Yeah, you, I, I like that. You can't take it with you. But how do you unlock that? You know, because for me, I'm just going to tell you, I want the best of both worlds. Right. For, for me, one thing that I remember working so hard for was to get a six-figure salary. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, if if I make six figures. You've, you've scored. The confetti's coming out of the sky. <laughs> I'm living my best life. Then I start making six figures. I start looking around and saying, God, could you have, let me ask it to you this way. Could you have done all that you've been doing over these last few years, skiing, paddleboarding, all of that, if you still were working your nine to five? No, because I get to work and live yeah. at the same time. What a blessing. It's a blessing. That is a blessing. And I don't take any of that for granted. I, I, I get to a top of a mountain hiking and I literally put my hands over my heart and I'm so grateful that my body got me to the top of the mountain and God provided me the opportunity to witness this beauty. Mm. It sounds like we're taking shots at the nine to five guy. Are we taking a shot at the nine to five guy, Lisa? I'm all about living your dream. And entrepreneurship is not for everybody. It's not. It's not meant to be for everybody. There are. We wouldn't exist in this world if there wasn't nine to five 
people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we need them. We that's how this world l- works. I am a big believer in pursuing anything and everything you can to live your dream. If your dream means to go work in corporate America, then by all means, go work in corporate America. If your dream means to own a business, by all means, go own a business. Follow whatever makes your heart happy. I like that. I think um, I think some people have the entrepreneurial vision, but they don't know how to monetize their business. Right. So they, they've got a great idea. How do you separate a great idea of, or maybe a hobby to I'm a real entrepreneur, I have a real vision and I can actually, I can monetize this and make money because I think some people think they're entrepreneurs, but they're really just dreamers. You know what I mean? Well, and I think also imposter syndrome creeps in. I mean, it still creeps in, right? Like you think, do I really know what I'm talking about? Am I really able to do this? Does this really make sense? But let, let me back up and answer your question. How do you get, how do you start to figure these these out? Listen, y'all, here goes our first uh, uh, key to the formula. Whoa. All right. You need a hungry crowd. You need a starving crowd. Mm. It's not your location. It's not your timing. It's not your product. It's not your service. It's, is there demand out there in the universe for what you offer? Okay. So demand is a, is one of the keys to it. Okay. So let's go back and say, I mean- my parents used to sit on the kitchen table and read the newspaper, the actual physical. My newspaper. dad is a newspaper reader to this day. With their coffee. Believe it or not, my dad is still reading a newspaper every okay. day. But we know that newspapers, the physical newspaper is not, there's not a lot of demand for it. Right. right? I mean, we could get our news 24 seven on our phone, on our devices, however we want to yeah. consume it. And so if I was going to do a product or a service or some kind of software that really was to the newspaper industry, the, that's probably that's probably not a good. They probably don't have the demand for they probably, what you're looking for. No, but if I was going to sell hot dogs um, after a bar closed down on a busy street corner, may have a little bit more demand there. <laughs> or if I was going to sell shoes to um, a bunch of women who really wanted fashion and that was what they really valued yes you're going to have that demand so i like that you you need a starving crowd that's going to be the first thing first step you want to find a a starving crowd so they've got to have some demand for what it is that you're out there looking for you cannot just build a business because you got a good idea do people not only want it but are they starved for it is that right that's what i'm hearing okay yes and then the other thing I would tell you, Turk, is once you figure that out, that there's an industry out there and you really have to niche down, which is why we to- I just told you about the cannabis industry. We're really getting focused on the cannabis industry. You have to understand, is there a starving crowd? Okay. And what if you sold products or service to people who wanted to buy shoes? Okay. What if you sold products to men who wanted to buy shoes? Now, we can, now we're niching down. What if you wanted to sell specific tennis shoes to men who played basketball? Okay, so now we're selling basketball shoes to men who are hoopers. So we're drilling down. Second key, y'all, is, is you got to find a niche. Yeah. You got to niche down, niche down what it is that you're looking for. Is that right. what you're hearing? Yes. So, and then as you figure that out, then you could start broadening your products or your service. I, I'm, 
let's use Oprah, for example. Shout out to Oprah. Oprah, if you're listening to this show, like you make millionaires just by telling people to go follow somebody or buy their book. Come holla at us at the Pro Formula, please. Holla at me, Oprah. Please. Like, please. holla at Lisa. Holla at my man, Drew. Holla at us. We need some help. Uh, okay, so she was so good at building her brand. Yeah. So, so good that it. you just said it. Anything she speaks becomes gold. Yeah. Correct? Midas touch. Yes, because she doesn't need a niche. She's Oprah. Yeah. But you have to start somewhere, okay. right? She had to start on a talk show, very specific. I think it was in Chicago, right? That's right. So you have to start somewhere. And now anything she touches, books that she recommends, products that she recommends, services that she rec- recommends, people run out by the masses to go buy that. So that's what I'm saying. When you sell men's basketball shoes, oh, yeah, that's great. But let's just say now you're selling men's basketball shoes and everybody wants to buy them. And now you're like, oh, let's let's open it up to women and let's open it up to children. And you just start broadening that. I like that in theory. And uh, I want to challenge you just a little bit. Sure. I, you know, I like you you. We're, we're We're friends, but I want to just I just want to talk to you on this level. So I'm selling men's basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. I love the basketball shoes, but now I got to compete with Nike. Now I got to compete right. with Under Armour. Right. Now I got to compete with Adidas. I think sometimes when we're t- when we're looking at entrepreneurs and we're thinking about their journey, one of the things that that we see is like, how am I ever going to be able to compete with Nike? You have to set yourself apart. You have to figure out what your unique value is, what your differentiator is, what you bring that Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, all these other shoe companies don't. What is it that you do? What, I don't know. Maybe there's some magic potion in your shoes or something. <laughs> Maybe they're soft. Yeah. You just got a super soft shoe. You hoop it out there. It feels like they light as a feather. I mean, something. Okay. Something different. Something special. Something unique that's really going to set you apart. And you hammer that and you drive that home every single time. And you don't really care about Nike or Adidas or Under Armour because that's not who you care about. That that's it doesn't it doesn't matter. I don't believe that there's competition in this world. I believe that there's collaboration, yeah. and I believe that. Somebody is going to buy your shoes because they like you. They like what you offer, What something that your shoes do that all those other shoes don't do. You know what I just heard her say, y'all? I just heard her say, stay in your lane and don't swerve. Yes. Don't go trying to swerve off into Nike's lane. That's that's, that's Nike's lane. That's Nike's lane. Let Nike be in their lane. You stay in your lane and you don't swerve. Keep focused. And, and, and it's almost like we're developing a tunnel vision um, towards yeah. what you do. Do you know what racehorses do? Oh, my God. I, I know it, but I, I don't want to take your thunder. So you tell us. Racehorses don't look at the other horses. They can't. They don't look back and go, oh, he's coming to get me. I'm going to go faster. They stay in their lane. Yeah. They can't look anywhere else. You have this focus. You stay where you are and you do whatever it is that you're designed to do. Yeah. And your value... People are going to buy because they like me. People are going to buy because they like you. Is that why you're on the show today? Because you like me? Yes. Yeah, Lisa yes. likes me. That's why she's on the show, man. That's what she's... I reached out to Lisa. Let me just tell you a quick story how I got her on the show, y'all. I um I hadn't talked to her in a couple of years. Uh, and I haven't seen Lisa in... We just identified it was five years since the last time that I saw her. 
and I, I see her on social media. I'm like a social media lurk on um, on LinkedIn. And I just keep seeing her blow up her LinkedIn. And I'm like, I need to talk to her. So I went to LinkedIn. This is no joke. I went into LinkedIn and I went to send her a message. And when I went to send her a message, I saw me and her had caught up and she put her phone number years ago in the link, in, in the in the direct message. And so I was going to be a coward and I was, I was going <laughs> to, I'm just telling my truth. I was going to be a coward and I was like, I was going to send you a text. But then I said, why don't you just call her and talk to her and see what she'll do? Like, tell her what you're doing. Talk to her about what your idea is. And the worst thing that she's going to do is say, I'm too busy. I can't get on your show and I'm not interested. But she said the exact opposite. She said, oh, my God, this is going to be great. I would love it. Like, <laughs> and then now she's on the show. So I'm just validating what your point is, is that when when people like you, they're actually buying from you because they like you. They like you. Is that? Is that yes. Okay. Yes. And you ha you bring something. People connect with you. Uh, let me let me say that the future of marketing, which is now community and collaboration and uh, curation. Yeah. That's what people are craving. Yeah. That's what we want in this world today in 2023. And if you bring community and you bring curation and you collaborate with people, you're going to you're going to find those people are going to come to you. Yeah. They're going to come to you. Let's take Apple for for example. They were competing with IBM, right? Yes. And IBM was think all they did is say, think different. Mm. That's all they did is just add a different. And then they became Apple. It, it, it's a brilliant marketing, right? It is. And so they weren't, they became who they were because they were like, we're for the misfits. We're for the, you know. We're the creatives. We're the creatives. We're not the the blue collar or the white collar stuffy coat where, you know, tie. We're not them. We're like put your jeans on and wear a baggy shirt and put your hat on backwards. And that's who we are. And you have to, that, right. and then, so those people, guess who they gravitated to? They stopped using the IBM products and they started gravitating towards Apple. You will find people that will come to you. Yeah, We want community. We're craving community. You know, one other piece that I, I'm hearing a lot of is like, I want to hear your story. People ask me all the time, like, why do you want to do this? Like, what is your story? Why, like, why are you doing this? And and I think community, I agree with that, but I also think they want to hear a good story. They they want to they want to be able to connect to you, right? Yes, yes. And so they want your story is is how people go. Oh, I I feel that way too. I understand. She gets me. He gets me. They understand me because they've been through something or experience something that I have. Okay. And that's how they're going to connect with you. And so you share your story, you share your brand story, you share your life story, you share your your personal brand story. That's how people connect with you. I got a kind of weird question for you, but I'm going to shoot, shoot it to you anyway. What, like, what would 10-year-old Lisa think about your life today? Like, if, if you were, if you were, if you could talk to her, which I know is like, I can't talk to myself. Okay, I get that. What would your 10-year-old Lisa, what would she think about your life today? Um, I think she would be so happy and so excited. I, I'm picturing my 10-year-old self laying on the grass with my 
knees up and maybe my hair just a hot mess. And I'm just like, yeah. 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 You go, girl. I think about 10-year-old Tark, man. 10-year-old Tark, I I got a pool at my house, Lisa. Like, I got a pool. I live out there in Florida. And um, I think he would be like, what is going on? Like, I don't know that he would be able to believe it. You know what I mean? Because (laughs) I think think in my heart, I always saw that I was going to do something. But I don't know that I, I would have believed that it was going to come um, this way. And I think uh, as I look at how life unfolds and, and what that ends up being, I think sometimes when I think about 10-year-old Tark, I'm like, I got you. You know, like I, I could kind of understand where that came from. I want to talk a little bit about your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Tell me where you where you grew up at. I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Okay. I love, I'm a Texas girl. Yeah. I went to school there. I've lived in Texas my whole life. I came here after I graduated college. I came to Dallas. I went to UTEP. And um, my parents were divorced when I was 15. My dad left. And my mom was raising three girls. Okay. And I was 15 at the time. And I felt like I shouldn't have a lot of the emotional capacity that to raise three girls who were teenagers at the time. And so I felt like I became the mom, which is the role that I took on, you know, at 15 years old. And so just, I think there's good things and bad things, right? There's great takeaways, you know, it provided me leadership. It provided me, um, you know, the ability to have, to converse with people who were older than me. It provided me drive and determination but I also looked at my mom's life and went this is what I don't want to be and so it drove me to do something different we're going we're gonna to come back we're going to take a quick commercial break um, you guys tune into this commercial right now man if you don't know about my man Dream Motivates out here in Dallas Fort Worth you don't know nothing I mean this brother's got a smooth going on so I want y'all to check this commercial out stay with me though because on the other end we're going to get right back into um, Lisa we're going to talk a little bit more about her childhood so we'll see you back in just a moment Was that cool? Was that cool or what, man? Dreams got it going on out here in uh, Dallas Fort Worth. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area and you are into this business, you need to check in with my man Dream because he's really got it going on. Um, so welcome back to the podcast. But Lisa, I, we were just getting ready to get into some of the nitty gritty. I want to just remind you, um, you learned some leadership skills yeah. as a young lady. You learned how to communicate with adults as a young lady, and you also said something right before we cut that I thought was really interesting. You said. I looked at my mom's life. No no offense on mom. No. But you said, I know what I don't want my life to be. Talk to me about that. Yeah. I mean, we struggled financially. And when I say struggled, I mean, struggled to put food on the table. Okay. Struggled. Like, you know, it's three kids and her yeah. and a very small salary. And we're trying to figure out how to eat and live, you know, at the same time. And so... Money was definitely, and I, I, I don't like how we have this relationship with money in the U.S. But money, or in just in general, was a driving force also because I was like, 
I don't ever want to be in a position where I can't put food on the table for my family. And I love my mom and she passed away several years ago, but you know, that was just the way our life was. And so, and I, I didn't want to struggle. I just didn't want that for myself or my kids. Yeah. I, I, you know, my, my childhood, you know, my sister and I, I got a sister that's a year older than me and another sister that's a year older than her. And uh, I would wear the pants on Monday. She'd wear them on Tuesday. We'd wash them on Wednesday. She'd wear them on Thursday and I'd wear them on Friday. And uh, we had like two pair of jeans. And I remember she had a, uh, she had a a pair of overalls that we used to wear. They had flowers Mm -hmm. right here. So I would have to put my, my, my shirt over the overall so that you couldn't see, see the flower. I'd be afraid to raise my hand too high in school because if I did, then you would see the flowers on the side. And I remember, you know, having holes in my shoes. And, and again, my mom and dad still wonderful. I love y'all. I'm not clowning y'all. I appreciate y'all. So I got to say that because they're watching. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw that and I said, you know what? I want to I don't I want to have more comfort than that. Exactly. Yeah. I, exactly. I, it's not that I don't like like they're wonderful people. My dad's house is paid off. He he lived his he's doing his American dream, but we just had a bunch of people that we had to take care of and a bunch of mouths that we had to feed. And I think that I learned I, I like what you're saying that we have a sometimes a bad relationship with money. Mm-hmm. I I think we think that money is going to solve all of our problems, yeah. and it provides a lot of nice things for us. No it doubt. really does. No money can come to us at any time. We have to believe that it's going to come to us. Mm. And if you say that you're poor or if you say that you're uneducated or if you say that you're rich or if you say that you're educated, those things continue to you. You continue to believe those and they continue to to you put them on replay in your mind. So let's go to a family who is poor. Let's just say you don't have they don't have the financial means. Yes. And so mom and dad or one parent or the other is always saying, we don't have that. We can't afford that. We don't have the money for that. So then that's instilled in their kids. Yeah. And then their kids grow up and they go, we can't afford that. We don't have that. It's a limiting it's, mindset. It's a limiting belief. And, you know, you hear these wonderful stories about people who break out of their, you know, out of poverty yeah. or whatever it is that they break out of. And you hear these amazing stories. But it's the, and then let's take a family who's wealthy, that money comes very easy to the family. Well, so they could go buy whatever they want at any time that they want to buy it. So those kids are brought up to believe I could have this. I deserve this. I this is mine. Have you ever noticed that uh, you may have a kid who grew up with wealth? They may not be that smart. They certainly aren't as creative as us, but somehow in their mind, they just know that they got money and it's going to come. It's not even something that they even think about. They don't worry about it. They just kind of know that that money's there. I know that that's what you're saying. And that's their mindset. Yeah. So they're not sitting there going, I don't know how I'm going to put food on the table tomorrow. They just know that food's going to be there. And there's no right way or wrong way. There is just ways that you could figure things out and you can make it happen. And if you believe that money will come to you, it will. It you, will you come all, to like, you. Like, listen, I, I'm, she's saying this. We've, we've said it. She continues to repeat herself in different ways. The belief system is so important. If you believe that you can't do it, you can't do it. Correct. If you believe that you can do it, you can't can do, do it. it. I mean, it's, yes. it's just what do you believe? And let's go back to the whole, you know, go to school, get an education, get married, save for retirement. 
And when we believe that that is the only way, then that's what's going to be our path. It's going to, but time is my currency. Time is all of our currency. Mm. Let's face it. We're all going to die. It's the only thing that we know for certain. It's It's when. when. It's when. It's when. It's, it's It's a certain. And so if I know that time is my currency and money is not my currency, how do I want to spend my time? Mm. Not how do I want to spend my money? I can always make more money. Always, always, always. You can always make more yes, money. Ma'am. We all can make more money. We can never you make, can make more, more time. time. You know what? You're you're getting older, and you're getting and you're getting closer to the end every single second every, that you take. Every single second. I read a book last year called Four Thousand Weeks. The average human lives on this planet earth for 4,000 weeks. Mm. 4,000 weeks. If you look at that, I'm more than halfway through my 4,000 weeks. Y'all, she's seven. She's 27 <laughs> years old. Don't let her tell you no lies. Um, and you think about 4,000 weeks. It's not a long time. It's not at all. No. Well, what would you tell 10-year-old Lisa who's laying out on the grass? What would you tell her if you could give her some advice? Keep pushing through because it is beautiful when you figure it all out. I would not change a thing that I've went through because it got me where I am today. Love it. And I take every piece of my journey and I go, how can I grow? What did I learn? And how can I do something different? I didn't always think that way, but that's how I think now. Yeah. And so I would tell 10-year-old Lisa, if you could think that way, today when you're you know go back and just know you can make this happen you you said the word beautiful and it was so it was real when you said like so beautiful what what's beautiful that's going on in your life i mean is it travel like what what travel is going on or like what is it that's (laughs) that's beautiful that's going on in your world because when you said that word it almost is like i need to know what beautiful beautiful means Um, so i'm going to take a step back Five years ago, I was engaged to a wonderful man that was tragically killed in a car accident. I could sit here and talk to you about it today because of everything that I have done to grow myself and understand that I am here for a purpose and my purpose is to live. And so I want to experience, I know how short, I mean, I, I experienced it. I know how short time life is and I know how valuable time is and I don't want to miss a moment. So I want to experience everything and anything I can. Yeah. So last year I rented my house out on Airbnb. Come on now, Airbnb. For eight months and I traveled and you're, you're going to love this because it's very genius. And when I say travel, you don't have to set, have lots of money to travel. Okay. Okay. There's ways. Tell us how to do, do that, that without having, okay. <laughs> having a lot of money. I, all my travel costs. <laughs> all right. So first thing I did was rent my house out. That covered my mortgage. Yep. Okay. Barely, but it did. Second thing is I joined this app. I'm going to just give shout outs to all these people. I joined this app called Trusted House Sitter. Okay. And what it is, is it's a house sitting, pet sitting app that you pay a fee to belong to. They do a background check and all that stuff. 
But then once you belong, no money exchanges hands beyond that. It's almost like a dating site. You go and apply for... Yep, you, 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 meet the, you meet the criteria. Yes, you meet the criteria. So you say, okay, so I would open the app up and you the whole map pulls up. You know, it's, it's not only just the U.S., it's worldwide. And I would say, where do I want to go? And I would pick spots and I would go apply to pet sit at these places. <laughs> nice. So you're pet sitting at a person's house wow. in these places that you want to go to. Genius. So I went to Maui. I went to Bend, Oregon. I went to Santa Barbara. I went to Santa Rosa. I went to Aspen. I went to the mountains of Colorado. I mean, house sitting. I'm dog sitting. Pet sitting. Oh my God. So no money is exchanging hands. So they get a free pet sitter. I get a free place to stay. My mortgage is being covered. <laughs> so it's a, genius. I love it. It's genius. She's calling her own shot. She said it's genius. And we all in this studio shaking our heads saying, why haven't I ever thought of that? God, that is smart. So there's ways to do things. You have to think outside the box. There's another jewel, y'all, that she just dropped on us. Think outside the box. Come up with a, a creative way to, to live out your dream. You did this for eight months? Eight months last year. Were you ever in a point where you're like, oh, I, I don't have a place to stay? Yes. <laughs> a, a lot or... You want me to tell you? Please, okay. tell me. So this, this is a... It, looking back, it was a week of time. But at the time... <laughs> Felt a little ugh. okay. So I'm in I'm in California and I'm in Santa Barbara. Okay. And I'm staying at this house pet sitting. And it was a week that I was pet sitting there. A week I was supposed to go to LA and then these people were gonna leave again and I was supposed to go back to their house for another week. Right. So I wanted to do the two weeks in Santa Barbara because who doesn't want to go to Santa Barbara? Right. I really wasn't super concerned about being in LA, but it filled that gap. So I got to the house in L.A., and um, let's just say that it wasn't the most pleasant house. You weren't in the right neighborhood. This is it's not about the neighborhood. The, the neighborhood was fine, but I wasn't the neighborhood. Yeah, we could call the house. Um, they had a, a bird aviary in their backyard that uh, the man had built and attached to their house. They had like 12, 15 birds out there, and he asked me to feed them, which was fine. I don't mind feeding the birds, but he put on the little description, don't mind the happy mice that might be living in the aviary. I was like, okay. And then... Um, that took us back to the projects. All the people that grew up in the hood, that took us right back to the hood. We like, no, I'm not going back where the mice is at. No, no, no. not the mouse. Um, and then, you know, there's ants all over the house. It smelled bad. It was very dirty. I don't think they had cleaned out their refrigerator or their pantry in probably five to eight years. Oh, no. it, it it just, I, I kind of felt like I didn't, like, you know, I'm like walking around like this. I didn't really want to touch anything. It just kind of felt gross. And so I had to call the app and tell them I didn't feel comfortable staying there. I stayed one night and the pets were fine. And um, I had to call the family and tell them that I wanted to leave their house and they called me back and said, no problem, we'll find somebody else. Well, then they called me back in an hour and they had already found somebody. Wow. And so I had no place to stay. Like I literally just rendered myself homeless at that point. But but I think 
I think there's a big piece that, that I'm catching in the story is that you had this vision, you had this plan, it's working, executing, you're executing it, it's perfect. And then you ran into a, a you run into a snag. A snag. A That's going to happen, you all. If you're in business, you're going to run into a snag. You're going to put a plan together. The plan's not going to work perfectly. You've got to be nimble. you got to be versatile. you got to change it up. you got to move around. you got to think quick on your feet. Yeah. And so it ended up, it was 4th of July weekend. I could not find a place to stay for that whole week. Nobody had places to stay. It was just I could stay here one night, here two nights, here one night. So you're so piecing it together. I'm piecing it together. And it's exhausting when you're packing your shit up and moving it yeah, again yeah. and packing it up and moving it again. And so that was just, that was like a week of time um, that I didn't have a place to stay. And then there were times where I came back to tech to my house in Dallas and there were still people there and I would just stay with a friend for a night or two and it was totally fine. But awesome. yeah, it was an awesome experience. I, I love that experience. I think yeah. that is legit, probably <laughs> the most creative um, vacationing I've, I've ever heard. And um, I don't know if I have the courage to do something like that. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know if I, if I would ever be able to do something, but I love the way that you think outside of the box. I want to talk a little bit about um, your social media. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about your formula and your recipe. And I know you guys, if, if you want to hire her, you have the opportunity to hire her. But Thanks. our job on the pro formula is to help entrepreneurs and help professionals, not just entrepreneurs, professionals across every single industry get to that next level. Mm -hmm. And I've seen what you do on social media. I'm just curious about, give me a, do you mind sharing your routine? Ooh, not like, at all. Not necessarily just your, your social media routine, but talk to me a little bit about like, what do you do every day? Mm -hmm. What's your schedule like when you wake up and yeah. all the way through? So first thing is, whether you're looking for a new job or you're wanting to build a business, you have to build your personal brand. Okay. You have to build your personal brand. And it, your personal brand is is your experience. It's it's going to even if you're looking for a job, you have to build your personal brand. Okay. And so that's the first thing I'm going to say. The second thing is um whether you're looking for a job or whether you're trying to build a business, you have to be consistent in whatever it is that you're trying to do, okay. whatever whatever that looks like. So I will give you a little bit of background on my LinkedIn journey. I just recently, so we're in right now, as we're speaking, we're in August of 2023. In December of 2022, I decided to go all in on LinkedIn. But before that, I was very sporadic. I would show up for a month or two, and then I would disappear. I would post something, but not at a consistent time. I would comment or engage, but not consistently. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. So that's the first thing that, and I was like, how come all these other people that I'm following are doing so great? And mine goes like this. Well, because I wasn't consistent. Okay. So consistency, y'all, that's another key. And I didn't put the time and the energy and the effort into growing my social media. I just thought, oh, you could just show up a couple of times a week or you could just post a couple of times and that's all. So in December, I decided to go 100% all in. I started reading. I started taking courses. I started just going and looking at what other people were doing. And I started just any kind of post that they would put, I'm absorbing it and I'm reading it and I'm going, okay, that's a little nugget. That's a little nugget. And I, just started writing them down or putting them in my notes and just going, okay, I need to start doing this and I need to start doing that. And 
I started showing up consistently at 7.45 a.m. Central Time, my post goes live. Wow. Every morning, Monday through, Sunday through Saturday, every single day. So seven days a week. Seven days a week. Something at 7.45 a.m. Yes. At 7.30 a.m., I'm getting on the platform, and this is LinkedIn, and, you know, it, it, it works pretty much for any platform, but I'm getting on the platform and I'm starting to engage. So I'm going to other people's posts. I'm commenting, I'm liking, I'm just, I'm going to the DMs. I'm seeing who I could engage with in the DMs. You have to start engaging. What do you say to that person that's like, I'm putting the content out there, but then nobody liked it, you know, and (laughs) nobody's commenting on my page. Are you commenting on their pages? Are you commenting on other people's pages? Are you finding people to engage with? And it's not, you have to find commonality. Is this and, genuine? Like, I'm genuinely, I like your post, so I'm commenting yes, on your post. Yeah. And it's a genuine post. You're not just arbitrary putting something out yes. there and just, just and hoping that it you, sticks. You could go and you could slide into their DMs and you could say, hey, I, th- I see we have some kind of commonality. So find, go through their profile and say, oh, we both grew up in Texas. Or, oh, we're both in this marketing group. Or, I'm in marketing too. Or, Whatever it is, find some commonality through their profile and start DMing them. And it's just a genuine connection and people want authenticity. Yeah. So when I get these DMs that say, hey, Lisa, I can, get, I can guarantee you, you know, 100 leads over the next month and, you know, my proven... Su- no. You're not listening to that. You're not listening. But somebody's like, Lisa, that was, I liked your post the other day that you put up. That was really interesting. I thought that was really cool. That's the person that you're going to speak It resonated with me, and this is how it resonated with me. And yes, those are the people I'm going to engage with. So consistently showing up at, at a certain time, and you train your audience to know when to look for you and to know when to start engaging with you. I get DMs when I haven't posted. So my LinkedIn account was shut down several months ago, and we'll talk about that too, um, or several weeks ago, sorry. And I'll get DMs that'll say, hey, you didn't post today. If I don't, so they're looking for so you. They're looking. Your audience is looking for you. Your audience to be. What happened? What happened with the? With the so was your profile? My profile page, my LinkedIn got shut down completely. Just shut down for eight days, and this is why I say this is one of the things I want to say is, social media is a rented platform. You have, and this is a, a, a great tip. You have to own your audience through your email list. Yeah. And you asked me, what does my day look like? I get up every morning and I do a 15-minute meditation and I go to the gym and I work out. And then... Y'all are seeing, y'all are hearing that. My, every Almost every guest that you guys have heard, episode after episode after episode, has this similar, similar uh, comment. They have this in common. Well, I have to have a morning routine. I'm a morning person. I'm up at like 5.45 every morning. I do my meditation and I'm at the gym by 6.30. And that is what keeps me grounded that's what keeps me balanced. That's what keeps me energized. It's it's the way that my world works. If I don't go to the gym or get some kind of exercise, whether it's outdoors walking or riding a bike or when I was traveling, I was hiking or I was skiing, snow skiing or paddleboarding, I have to have some kind of movement. And then I also have some kind of mental movement as well. And that's, well, non-movement <laughs> through my meditation. And then um, I start my day. I have a team. So I have a team of, and I'm really, really a big believer in empowering women. 
And I have a team of two women that work with me and we create content for our clients. And so we are a content marketing agency. We have clients that span all kinds of industries. Our niches, we're the girl next door. We're that friendly, you know, gal pal that you could just have a conversation with. When I talk to potential new clients, they always tell me, I feel like I could be your friend. Is it really women that you're targeting? No, no, no. All my, my clients are small businesses. I'm not targeting women or men, and I have both as clients. It's really small businesses. Um, that's really what we're targeting. But I'm a huge believer in empowering women and supporting women. And that is my team is women. Yes. And so um, we have we use Monday.com, which is a project management system. We have all of our clients on there. We have our team on there. Everything that we're working on personally for our, you know, for whatever we're doing is on there. Right now, Tark, we're in the process of doing a lot of stuff. So I have It's Simply Digital. I have the Toke Agency. And we're trying to sep- separate Lisa Williams from both of those yeah. and build my own personal brand, which is called Simply Lisa Williams. So we have three things going on. That's a lot. But so I work, I create content, I do strategies for my clients, I do strategies for us. We're constantly, you know, tweaking things and redoing things. And I'm creating my own content, I'm creating newsletters for my for myself, for clients. Um, I'm working with my team to figure out, okay, where are we at on this project? Where are we at on this project? Yeah. What they're working on. They have full 100% creative authentic, you know, uh, autonomy. autonomy. Thank you. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. They they have, and, and I empower them to do that. And we have this huge trust between it, each other. So they get to have as much creative freedom as they want. Man. You all, I could go on and on and on with Miss Lisa. This has been such a fun interview. I want to just tell you I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm inspired by you. Uh, I salute you. you. I want you to talk to the fan, uh, talk to the people and let them know how they can get a hold of you and why they should get a hold of you. Okay. So it's simplydigital.com is my website. And you could connect with me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. And it's Lisa Williams or it's Simply Digital is on Instagram. And the reason that you should connect with me, we have, so you had asked me, you know, if you want to get started as an entrepreneur, we have a webinar that's going to be free that's coming out. Nice. And we're going to show you why you need to build a personal brand and create content consistently. And we're going to, we're going to show everybody how to do that. So that's for somebody who's just starting out. If you're a small business or an entrepreneur and you want to focus on growing your business and you don't want to focus on marketing your business because it's a pain in the ass that's how they could that's why they should call me because we market your business for you awesome if you need some help marketing your small business reach out to it's simply digital um i am i'm just i'm so happy that i had the courage to reach out and call you this has literally been one of the funnest interviews that I've ever done. I mean that I from the bottom it. of my heart. I, have ha- I could talk to you forever. I, I like, feel like we can keep going. I know. Yeah, we but can keep thank going. you. Yeah, thank no, you so much. Absolutely. 
Well, that's it today from the Pro Formula. Uh, we're sitting here in the beautiful Dreams studio out here in the DFW, y'all. If you are looking for a studio or somewhere to shoot, you need to you hit my man Dream Motivates up. Um, this studio is absolutely phenomenal, and it has everything that you need. And I it's mean, swanky. Look at this. I mean, this is Red, like player. It's player. <laughs> it's, it's all it's supposed to be. So I just want to tell you, man, shout out to my man Dream, and I also want to tell Lisa Williams, Lisa, Thank you so much. I hope that I'll catch you all next time uh, on the Pro Formula Podcast. I'm your host, Tark Shabazz, and I'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.